the way MJ was just awkwardly standing there and you could tell she has no like social game to really know what to do here. So I am Nicole Weaver and you're watching Black by Reality, a place for Black by Baddies, those who love us, and reality TV. Before we get into our video today, I just wanted a reminder that if you can please subscribe, help support this Black Queer podcast, I would be so thankful. If you can also like this video and comment your thoughts, we, we love to hear what you guys have to say just as much as we love hearing from our guests. Just wanted to say we cover so many good shows right now on this channel. One being The Traitors. You can look at our past videos. I've had Sabaya Broderick, Katura Tops of Survivor 45. And then we reached back to Survivor 43 for some other guests like Dwight Moore and James Jones. We're also covering Love is Blind. My co-host, Quita Tinsley, is back to talk about life in the pods and outside it. And hopefully we're going to get some other guests for that. We are talking about Couple to Thrupple, which I feel like I've been waiting ever since the trailer dropped. And lastly, Survivor 46 is coming up. So if you are a Survivor fan please subscribe to the channel. Going to have some more Survivor peeps back and maybe hopefully some new faces. And basically, stay tuned. Sometimes we also do interviews, talk to the people on Love is Blind last year, would love to get interviews again, and Big Brother. So we got a lot of good stuff going on. And if you never want to miss out, go ahead and subscribe. Thanks. Like a BB moment, which is like a beautiful black moment. Did we get any of those in this episode? Black. We have a chaotic vibe moment of the chaotic vibe moment. And you're watching Black by Reality. Black by Baddie. And those who love us. Hello, you are watching or listening to the Black by Reality podcast, a place for Black by Baddies and those who love us and reality TV. I'm your host, Nicole Weaver, an entertainment writer currently for Collider, and I am so happy because I am joined by James Jones of Survivor 43. Hello, James. Hey, what's going on, Nicole? Thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate this opportunity. Uh, continue to do your thing. I think uh, it is good to keep, you know, I, I mean, I think diversity is good just for, for all reasons, but in general, just from a reality TV standpoint, hearing different perspectives, make sure that you know that you're seen when you are playing. So I uh, appreciate the coverage and continue to do what you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think especially that I was already covering the CBS circuit and like the increase of diversity, but the media is still like catching up. I'm still hearing people from Survivor of like, oh, sh you're the first black podcast I talked to today. And it's like, damn, but that's why that's why I like doing this. What have your been your thoughts so far? We had six episodes at the beginning. People have been banished. We got our first trader out. What do you think of this season? So it's interesting. So I watched the first season, but I didn't watch like UK and Australia and all the other seasons before this season dropped. 
So I'm watching this season, and then I just got real excited. Um, uh, like after I think after the damn vote, out, I retweeted, I, I tweeted Phaedra, Phaedra reposted me. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is this is lit. So then I uh, went and just rewatched. I binged uh, UK and I binged Australia, and I feel like this season, I feel like the personalities they got, they got right with regards to just the casting and. Uh, you know, the right level of game players and the right level of people figuring out and the right level of people just not knowing what's happening. I feel like you need a balance where you don't have, you know, everybody is kind of just super game body or everybody's super, I don't know, I'm just here for vibes. So I feel like they have this good mix of uh, of people. So I think that that that's that's been the most interesting part for me. Yeah, I agree. I think in season one, it was interesting because all the Bravo people were just knocked out. And it's like, I understand, but now that there's still Bravo around, it's like they're still figuring things out, but then some of them are just really good. And a lot of the clueless people are still in the, the Bravo sphere. So I'm just, I'm happy about that aspect. I mean, but the thing about it is I think, I think one of the things about it being clueless is, a, I think, an asset in the game. I mean, there's no point, and from what I've seen, there's no point in really, like, trying to find a trader too early. They're going to just replace them <laughs> and probably kind of with someone that you're not expecting. So it's kind of it's interesting the fact that there's so many different trader games, but then you have uh, streaming. So I feel like now they're starting to be kind of like a meta <laughs> trader. It's like philosophies that are coming out for different people. Um, but like I, I like I legit have no idea how you even play the game. Like I mean, you're you're really going off of just vibes, <laughs> vibes when you're out there. I mean, and if even if you're right, you start to blast. So it's kind of you have to really kind of pick and choose your moments. Uh, so, I, so I think it's interesting. It's still developing. I think they're still trying to figure out things from like a production standpoint of how to keep it spicy when people know who the traders are, like what happens, you know, if someone turns down a trade request, you know, a trader's offer, like what happened in our in the previous episode, which we'll get into probably, but I feel like there's just, there's a lot of layers of gamemanship where it's taking kind of mafia to like the next level, so. Absolutely. Um, we'll get to all that, because a part of me is like, did Sandra just break the game? I don't know, but we'll, we'll talk nope. about it. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about episode seven. We start with Alan interrupting our traders, uh, and he says, Peter, you know, he turned you down. Parvati calls him a dummy. She said, this isn't a good look for her. Meanwhile, Peter's in his interview talking about, I want to win the right way. And this, this got a lot of attention on Twitter. I mean, uh, so with regards to, I'll be trying, I try to, I'm, I'm in the Twitter streets, not really. I'm in, I was in the Reddit streets, not really. Like, I feel like there's no right way, but I do feel mm-hmm. that, you know, in, I feel like relationships are important within the game without. So if you're building relationships, you don't know where the relationships are going to take you outside of the game. And you may not want to ruin some of those relationships. So the question is, you know, like, what is a quarter million dollars when you're actually building bonds and you're building relationships? And you have to live with how you play. And you have to kind of think about, I think now people go into shows thinking about how I'm going to be perceived after I leave the show. So especially if you're already in the public eye. So you're thinking about that as well. So, you know, I feel 
and it may be more comfortable, easier to play the game as a as a faithful than a trader, you know. So I think he kind of settled in to his role. I think it's interesting he didn't accept being, you know, a trader. I don't know if it's stupid or not, but I definitely saw a very a path forward with him as a trader where he could just take out the traders and be at the end and kind of easily kind of win if he kind of gets another couple notches under his belt. But I feel like the game, as what I from what I've seen, is you don't want to take too much control of it early just because you're going to get new traders, you're going to have new twists, and you want to make sure that, you know, you're not too locked in when uh, when those things happen. Yeah. I was rooting as a fan and a viewer. I was rooting for Peter to say no because I am enjoying the power play that Parvati and Peter have. I actually think they're so similar, you know, like as much as Parvati's like, oh, I hate his smug little smile. I think Parvati also has her own. We know the Parvati squint and like she looking like she cooking something up. I think they're two of the same coin. So I think it's really fun. But I know some people are like, I'm over Peter. The people who are really into gamer games, like Big Brother and Survivor, I think they really hate the moral standing that some people take on reality TV because they're about the game. Like, we got Sandra and Parvati. They're villains, I think, considered in the survival world. And they also root for them. They're, like, villains we love. Okay, you know no, I mean? I, I mean, I, villain, I never looked at Parvati or Sandra as a villain, but I feel like okay. I don't, I don't, I view, I view just, I view things from a different, like, paradigm like where i enjoyed the way they play i don't know anything villainous that you know like from a game standpoint you got to protect your back at all times i learned that myself but you know like from a villainous i don't know if sandra's a villain i can see parv getting some vill some villain scores but i feel like also like when you when you play your back is against the wall and everybody knows you're good or everybody is targeting you there's a different like weight when you're playing games, I never played, you know, traders, but when people know you're good versus mm-hmm. when people like think you're like, it's a tougher, it's hard to describe, but in the game, but when you're there in the moment, like it's about gravity. So like yeah. who has the most gravity at the time? So mm-hmm. Peter was exerting his gravity over the group. And some people like to have all the gravity and dictate. And some people are fine with having people dictate you know, towards them and have them move into some of these games or just in life. So, and, and that's that's what I think, you know, is happening right now. And that's, even with the first banishment, I felt like Dan wanted to kind of have his people, but a person like Johnny is somebody who people, people are gravitating towards somebody. You can't stop that with a group because every group is different. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, all right. So, and by the way, while they're still in the torrent, Phaedra is just like, this could be your last meal. She's like giving up already on poverty. Uh, I, I mean, here's the deal, man. Like, they've been coming at, they was coming at Phaedra neck. Par- yes. Like, they've been discount. Like, so that's the thing. Like, when you're, you have to kind of sometimes, at least for me, I kind of assume, like, I, I think what's going on or try to assume what's happening when the camera's not on. And Phaedra is not a dummy. And people may not be like familiar, but you know, being around, she deals with social circles in Atlanta. I don't know where she's living at now, but you, you, you get a feeling for who's playing in your face, who likes mm-hmm. you, who he doesn't like you. Like, and you, and you play nice and you play cordial, but you kind of, you know those things. Major's like, yo, you, you about to give it out. Like, 
<laughs> this is like this is what it is, you know. Yeah. Like, you need, I mean, I feel like she gave five pretty good. Work. Like, yo, stop being a mean girl. Like, no one. Let's listen that right to now. this. Let's listen to this because I got this clip because it was just it was so good. Yeah, I'm so worried about you. But you gotta stop acting like an ice princess. You gotta stop doing that. Like an ice princess? Yes. Okay, do I need to be nicer? Or what? Yeah, you give off mean girl a little bit because you're just like. You're either an Iron Maiden or an ice princess. Every time I walk into a room, she can stop talking. I don't know, but you're gonna have to just be more lovable. Okay. Yeah. was over at the lovable. She said, "Okay, bitch." I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, but that's the thing is kind of, you know, when depending on the kind of the social circles of the house and the people left, it's like who has the gravity and who are people gravitating towards. So I feel like people from a social standpoint are gravitating towards Phaedra. In that regard, Phaedra holds a lot of power. Whether they think Phaedra is a traitor, whether they think Phaedra is not a traitor, more people from what I see are gravitating towards Phaedra uh, then they are gravitating gravitate towards poverty, and I I don't know in I don't know if that's how it was in Survivor how those things things work, but it's tough to kind of deal with because you kind of always want to have regardless of if you're on a reality TV show, or you're on vacation, or you're in a group where you're at work, you always want to have that person, and like having that person in any of those situations, you know, always makes things easier. And I don't know if you know Parv has that, but I think. You know, Phaedra does have people that, you know, like and, and will ride for her. I feel like Parv's social standing would be so different if, Par- if Peppermint was kept in the game. Kind of sad that Peppermint went early. But, you know, Peppermint was trying to hold peace between Parvati and Sandra, trying to piece that back together. I mean, I, I, I truth be told with Survivor Beef, I don't know how much of it is, like, real. or I'm, I, I'm not in that yeah. pantheon of... Of legendary old schoolers, so I, I don't have Parv and Sandra's number. I don't even know they know who I am. So at the end of the day, I don't know what's happening there. But I, but I will say, um, so like a, a lot of that's just casting and luck, you know. Like if you if you you get like like I guess uh, you look at uh, CT and Phaedra, like who, who like the odd couple of reality TV that you never thought you would ever need to see. I'm be, shipping like, it. I'm shipping it. <laughs> But like, it's just from a, even from like, you know, the remaining, from a friendship standpoint, it's just, it's interesting. And I think this is the beauty of seeing like, you know, putting together a cast like this is, I don't think 10 years ago, five years ago, Phaedra and CT would have been cast in any type of the same show at yeah. any point. But like also Parv's in a tough position being that she is considered one of the best, the better and best survive one of the best survivors players ever. So going to this type of environment, people already have their eyes on you, but no one's checking for Kang of Kev a Bling Empire. Like, I mean, great dude, probably enjoyed him on the show. Don't know anything about Bling Empire. Yeah. However, from a just threat level standpoint, there's probably less eyes on him than Parvati. Mm-hmm. And based on Parvati's play style, if you've ever seen Survivor, it's like that play style will also have people think, okay, so you gotta have two buckets against you if you're as opposed to being a happy go lucky person that goes yeah. on the show. So Absolutely. All right, let's get to breakfast. Day after. So everyone's filing in. Um 
the big thing is that once everyone gets there, well, the last two people, because they were like, oh, it maybe it's Trishelle or Kevin. Nah, they walk in. They automatically know this means someone may or may not have been recruited. They've seen this show before. And Parvati's like, I'm going to try to paint a target on Peter's back. And was just like, so Peter, um, you know, who got recruited? Peter, maybe you were. Peter has the biggest smile on his face because he knows exactly what's going on. And, you know, Parv says, I have my predatory headband on and I have my sights on Peter. I mean, that's good that she has that. Don't know if she has the kind of votes. It's kind of, it's like, it's like kind of like when people are like, yo, I want to make a move, I want to make a move, I want to make a move. It's great to talk about it, but can you actually get the votes to do it? Right? Mm -hmm. So like, that's kind of the, the balance when it's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm playing hard, I'm playing hard, I'm playing hard. You can play hard, but if you don't got the votes to kind of get people out, like, you can play hard all you want. You still got to do what the group tells you to do, yeah. you know, because you don't have social capital at the present moment. So I feel like um, I feel like she's trying to put Peter in a better light. I feel like a better way to go about it is how it was done later in the episode. But because, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, it, like you have to kind of make and I, and I and if this and I was thinking kind of like this too a little bit like this is a numbers game so like yep. at the end of the day like your goal is to have a majority of people voting with you at the round table traitor be darn you only control half so it's kind of like if you're playing survivor you like kind of understand all right I need my numbers here and who knows what this other group is going to do but I can control this aspect and I know if I lose this aspect I lose control of both yeah, I I will say I don't think the traders is inherently a numbers game. I don't know if we were talking numbers last season, but I think the way the survivor players are surviving, it's turning into a numbers game, which is like up to you on whether you prefer that strategy or not. I mean, here's the deal: someone's going home. Two people go home every episode, yep. so it doesn't actually like. I feel like eventually this is the evolution of strategy, you know, like, like Sandra watched all three seasons and I, I, and she broke it down from a, you know, strategic standpoint where like, it's great. We guess the traders, but what does that really prove when they're going to actually, if the goal, the goal is to make it to the end and then guess the traders, like yeah. it's kind of goal one, make it to the end. Goal yeah. two, guess the traders. Because if you're, if you know that you're a faithful and you get to the end, you control your fate. So I feel like the I feel like Sandra has brought some meta strategy in, which I feel is probably good strategy. But like, like I said, like I think a lot of times good strategy may not make for the best reality television mm-hmm. from a viewer standpoint. Also mm-hmm. from just being able to put together an episode, like from a producer standpoint, I feel like it's tough for them to show good strategy. So we have the Peter Posse. First of all, he has rejected invite then everyone goes their separate ways the peter posse they go into a separate room they are making it so obvious they're working together phaedra tries to walk in they said no i think once phaedra went back and said something that hold held like a little bit more weight than like parvati was trying to infiltrate last time mj mj was pulling a bravo move she thought she was gonna get this like big blow or whatever so she goes over, she tries to go in, and they were like, no. And she's like, well, 
why can't I be here? And she's just standing there awkwardly. It's turning into a meme now, the way MJ was just awkwardly standing there. And you could tell she has no, like, social game to really know what to do here. I mean, but even with that, it's kind of also just having your people, like, you know, I feel like one of the things about these games that I think is overlooked and not talked about is, like, how other people, like, can coax you in and can help you kind of navigate, you know, the game and just other people, where you, like, when you don't have a natural in with somebody, it is tough having a conversation. Like, I think people underestimate that, like, people are like, oh, yeah, so you're on reality TV, just go build a relationship and go, go run stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. have you imagine going to a bar and there's like ten people sitting there and you have to like, and five people having a conversation and two two groups of five, you're at eleven, you gotta get in one of those conversations. You don't know nobody, you don't have a relationship with anybody. So I feel like people underestimate that skill set in doing that, but then people also, you know, underestimate how much I think being exclusionary on these games, uh, or or the perceived or being or the perception that there is a group, meaning. There's a there's there's a group they're working together, but they they aren't together in a sense like it's like like they're a they're a team but they are they're not a team that plays together every time they're like a team of all stars yeah. that's put together they're not yeah. like and I think sometimes you see that group together you're like oh that that's, that group is unbreakable and X Y Z and really mm-hmm. just that's where they fall into from a strategy so social strategy place. And that group can be broken up, but when you're in the moment, I think it's tough to see that the group can fracture very quickly and very easily. Yeah. I'm not surprised that most of these people are making this this bad move of how exclusionary they're being. But I, the one person that I question a little harder is Trishel. Shouldn't Trishel know better given she's from The Challenge? So I think this is where I kind of differ from a lot of, like, I don't think there's rules, right? I feel like people are going to, no matter what you do, like, people are going to make up the narrative of what your game is that fits their fits their folks. It's like you can do things to help people make that narrative up, but people are going to make that narrative up regardless. Like, the faithful of the faithful is not the first time Sandra said this. Like, you know, like, you know, this this five. So, like, the fact they were in the room and they did that, but they just cemented the seeds that have been sown, you know. But it's necessarily, you know, mean they like Trisselle, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, she didn't tell them to stop, you know, and you also have to get in with the crew. Like, what's the point of being independent? Like, you because you have then your face in someone else's hands, meaning, you know, like you you may not be targeted by the traders, you may not be in the faithful of the faithfuls, but the faithful of the faithfuls can banish you. So you have to figure mm-hmm. out like how much, you know. You know, how much autonomy, how much, you know, agency do you want to have in your game? You know, so yeah. if, so, you know, was it a good move, bad move? I do think sometimes it's, it's like, it's like putting pressure on is a good thing in these games. Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, we five people. Like, it's a numbers game. Like, what do you, like, what do you, like, I feel like sometimes that's the thing about, like, from like a game theory point of view with this, like, non-reality gamers, it's kind of like, we are playing a game. We are five. You are two. Why are you trying to tell me what to do? We are five. Now, this may change next vote, but, like, move with the numbers. Mm -hmm. So the people who are now the leftovers, which I know this was triggering to Big Brother 23 fans, Taylor Hale's season, uh, she got 
swept up into a alliance called the Leftovers. So that basically was from a similar situation. So the Leftovers are Sheree, Sandra, MJ, Parvati, which is just hilarious, and Phaedra, and then Kate and CT. Although CT is playing a middleman game. We'll get to that later. And like you said, Sandra's breaking it down with the pool table of this is a numbers game. We have to make sure they don't vanish one of us first. Then it's five to four, you know. And mm-hmm. I I think she's still at this point. She thinks uh, Peter could be a traitor, which I think first I was like, that's weird. But then you just know that Peter was probably most likely the recruit. So we haven't ruled out whether he actually said yes or no yet. So, yeah. I mean, I think Sandra is like literally just playing Survivor. I yep. feel like, and then like I feel like at the end of the day, there's so many variables still. I don't know. Is this, this is you know what's on seven and five? There's twelve people left. You have to get down to four. So I feel like this is kind of like Sandra's like treating us like pre-merge. Whereas like I mean, at the end of the day, as long as I have my numbers and people are going home. We get a trader great. If we don't, okay, that's fine. There's more information. And I think that's a good way to kind of go about it as a faithful in the sense of if you're taking out people that aren't you're not being you're not influencing, then you know, you have your people that you are influencing, so that gives you a bit of safety. So I feel like playing a little bit of survivor right now just makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I think this is kind of yeah, this is like mid merge. Like this is where, you know. People like me go home, go home. You know, so uh, you know, so I feel like uh, this is a good, this is a good move. Um, and, yeah, uh, for Sandra. Yeah. Things are things are picking up. Kate was excited by this, by the way. She was like, "This is amazing." Like, I don't know if she's a Survivor fan, but you can tell she was thrilled about Sandra. All right. After this, we got oh, okay. So every episode, I do a misguided faithful of the week. Uh, do you, ha- I, I'm going with MJ. I'm going with MJ. She's trying her hardest, but try, she's trying to infiltrate that group failed. We'll get to later. We see her social standing, even though she's a Bravo girly, it's actually not that strong. So she could get banished at any moment. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we don't have that person, you know, and I think, you know, she got not her. I feel like she doesn't, she doesn't have like a person that she may connect with, you know, overall. But I mean, yeah, I, I feel like she doesn't have a, a strong kind of read on the social game aspect of it. But that just takes time. Like I feel like sometimes in these games, you know, it takes you a while to get the, get your feet ready, get your bearing. You know, I think it's what it's been like, maybe probably seven days. You know, so like I think as more people leave, you never know when people kind of pick up on or become better. Um, I know. Everybody was saying Jack was a horrible player, you know, for the first half of the Big Brother season. I know. And then then he was able to kind of get his feet, like, get his feet wet, you know, get his legs under him. And once you kind of evens out, you have less players. So I think, you know, two two more people go home. Now you kind of can put some things together. So I don't know if she's going to, you know, win but uh, she, that's a very good choice for misguided faithful. If I had to choose a misguided faithful, like with my criteria, I think I have to go with. I feel like Bergie. I feel like Bergie is. 
Bergie uh, is is just lining himself to get killed by being Peter's number two. I, like long term, I don't know if he's gonna make it. Cause I think he can play the middle a little more. I think CT is CT is playing a great middle game, um, where he's not on Peter's radar, but he also isn't making an enemy of the other side. And I think that's a great place to be. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Bergie Bergie has like Phaedra on his side. Like she, he needs to be using his his. Everyone's like so trusting of Bergie. Like he he needs to kind of fawn a little bit more to everyone else so they can then be like, oh, you know, Bergie's not that bad. But yeah, if you can't take a shot at Peter, the move is take a shot at Bergie. So dangerous. Exactly. Look at, look at Alan coming. I love this outfit. It's for the mission. He got the net because we're going to get to the nets later. I also kind of said while I was watching this, I was like, he's wearing AKA colors. <laughs> Yo. Oh, Yo. shoot. Yeah, the pink and green. I had to dig in there. I had to look, 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 look real close. And it's yeah. that specific pink and green. It's like, okay, Alan. <laughs> Yo, I mean, Black History Month, you know, represent, you know. Absolutely. Um, so Alan explains that he, the cast can add up to $25,000 to the prize pot if they make it through the woods carrying the gold. Sandra's shredding this because Sandra's whole thing is, I don't run. But she has been running in the past during that bird mission. I saw her. So. I mean- I mean, I'm with the whole not running thing. I mean, like, I I get it. People like challenges and everything like that. I mean, I'm a per- I fast forward through the challenges, like for the most part. Not in most shows. Like I'm like I like I I just like seeing this the interpersonal strategy. I think I like I like how traders sometimes introduces you know different you know social things within their games. Yeah. So that you like, so it's not just physical. It's like you have to answer questions about this or work together on this. Where so I think those things adds to kind of the tension and are things that you know I like to see kind of in my challenges. Where it's like, who was the most trustworthy? Choose left or right. Like, like you know, like choose your partner. It has like so I think traders gets that part or part pretty right with it. And I and I get running just no. Yeah, I feel you. I think they really try to spread out because they know they know their fan base is all over the place. So some of the missions, like you said, yeah, we heard you. We need something that actually influences the social. But then it's a reality show. We got to get these reality stars to do something a little embarrassing. Alan literally said, if you get caught up in the woods, you might lose your dignity. So that's what we're going for. We're going for good TV this time around. So everyone has to pair up. Yo, when, when Phaedra just looks up at CT and he gives a, how you doing? When you, like something is about like having that connection with somebody in the, from a game standpoint. Like, um, like me and Carla like super click like that. We're like, oh, like if you like, there's episodes where like we just look at each other, we just like bet we understand what's yeah. happening, what's going on, and like it, that's like dope feeling to have in the game when you're playing these things because like any bit of comfort is good when you're like you don't have your cell phone, you're not you're with people that you just randomly have, you may know them, you may not know them, you know, and this is a, and like. 
being able to have that connection with somebody is a thing, and that's that's really dope to see. So it's so so good. Um, all right, so they take the five hundred dollar bag. Harv and John they take the seven k. Trishrell and Peter take the ten k, and they have to answer things in the forest. I'm not going to go through every question, but I will say who loses at what point. So <laughs> Peter, Peter and is just so confident and I love it for him that he gets <laughs> into this mud pile. Uh, Trishelle has to keep on without him. Same thing happens to Fergie. Oh my god. And I just love Sheree's reaction when she sees that because she was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that that like that I, I was waiting for certain people to get caught up in nets where I'm just like, Oh, this is about to be hilarious. Like I mean mm-hmm. I mean I like, I mean, I think if you have, if you didn't see it happening, you may not be aware that it's gonna happen. I don't know if like production told them like, hey, it's okay, a net may pop up, but but like your natural reaction, you know something's supposed to happen. But it's mm-hmm. one thing to see it happening and, and just it happening to you. And they're like, give me down quick, you know, like I can see like that aspect of it, like you know, case like I'm in a hammock, I'm just rolling. I mean, so but yeah, stuff's fun. Yeah. So speaking speaking of that, they carry on and yeah, we got we got Sheree gets caught up in a net. Uh this is MJ. She is peeking out, which I love. Yeah. And DT also gets scooped in the neck. Phaedra, Phaedra's the one who was absolutely over it. She said, oh, All right, guys. Get now, get me out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> of course. Like that 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 was not gonna end well. Like that was she was probably up there ten seconds. Like they got all the footage they can get. That's probably stock image of her. That's probably not even her. They probably did about there's no way she's up there for more than like ten seconds. Like that I was know. that was a no go. I know. And Kate doesn't make it, but she was like, This isn't so bad. <laughs> I've seen the mud pile or whatever. She was like, This is cool. Um, so that leaves Parvati and John, which we get this picture. She's so happy. She's never been happier. I mean, she like I feel like she did, like that's a good smile. Like that's that's the smile that we haven't like necessarily seen all season. Exactly. We've seen the scowl. But yeah, I mean, but I mean, John is doing his thing, man. John is a uh, he's like from the UK. He's out here. He's moving fast. We, he's a fast runner. Clearly, he's out there moving in that uh, one challenge. He was moving with that uh, with that black and, black and red. So I mean. I feel like he's done a good job of um, integrating into the group. I feel like he would have been a great trader selection, but I feel like making a great trader selection is also maybe your doom, which we've seen in other Survivor, where you yeah. may just want to you may just choose the person everybody takes as the trader. Like you may just want to you use the extra traders as shields for yourself, saying, "Well, they think you're a trader. Well, let's give them their rich." Like, exactly. I mean, John, but I think John's playing a solid game. He's, he's definitely not going to be banished. Uh, no. so. He beat the asthma allegations. If you remember <laughs> that. I mean, but that's the thing in, the, in these shows. Like, like, like if if that's done a different way, or if somebody somebody different that has pool, it may have got them out. Like, look, mm-hmm. like that's how these shows work. Like, as far as it doesn't, it's sometimes delivery, but it's never what it's about. It's always yeah. the delivery who has the juice at the time. And can you give people enough of an excuse to kind of go with it? And John did a good job of building up credibility. 
and to to review it because that's the one thing you have to do is kind of be like, all right, well they said this now, but you know me and like me, so you know what are you gonna what are you gonna go with, you know? But he did beat the asthma. He didn't have a Heller allegation because that, was, you know, like he's a traitor because he lied about having asthma. That was it's like when you think about it, it was really ridiculous. However, like he's risking death because because he's a traitor, like like you know. So I mean, it's a ridiculous argument, but you can frame anything up in any type of way, like to get people. Yeah. To uh, but like like Cassie and Gio were beefing over cutting up like a potato on the island. So at the end know. of the day, any, you can have beef over anything in reality TV. I've seen it. Sandra and Kevin, they're also in this, and Sandra's like, "Look, I have never won, like never won anything." She said, "I never won a shield." I know she really wanted to say, "I never won immunity, guys." Like <laughs> this is not what I'm known for, so I want this bad, and. <laughs> You know, in the end, I'm so happy for her because it was all about who got there the fastest. And our girl Sandra, she pulled it out. This is how she. This is how she celebrated. Love you. Escape with something even more precious than gold. I can now reveal the players who made it through the forest fastest and won two shields. Protecting them tonight from the traitor's tentacles. Ah. Kevin Sandra! I have never seen her so loud and exuberant. It's so good. I mean, winning does that. Like, that feeling is pro- is dope, and she's done mad shows. So, you know, like, them, I, I, I'm glad for the, the, the applause. I like, you know, diversity and challenges where you don't necessarily need to be, you know, able to run 10 miles, but you mm-hmm. just you get some physical to it. So I feel like this, like, I feel like it was a good mix. And, like, it's a challenge that almost, like, anybody can win, unlike Big Brother uh, challenges that they come up with where it's kind of just, like, Look, who can run a 40-yard dash the fastest? Like It's ridiculous. You know? It's ridiculous, Big Brother. But, yes, this is also – this is going to just make even more, like, Survivor players or players from other shows want to go on because it's like, hey, Sandra got her first, like, competition win on here. So – Big win for for the traders. I mean, yes, traders. Uh, please cast me. Um, <laughs> I, I I would love to go Do out it. there. If, if you so, yeah, I will not run fast, and I will I will promise <laughs> I'm not I'm not out there to be a strong player. Like I'm not like out there to be athletic. Trust me. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I I just like I like the different challenges and diverse challenges that you know challenge you in different ways. Love it. All right, post mission. Now the cast can just talk scheme so right now it is the ladies he calls them the queen council i think uh and it's parvati i think kate and phaedra are talking in the hallway amongst themselves they're talking about we got to get peter out i think everyone who is on the leftovers are saying peter 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 so ct hears that and mind you this is also something to keep in mind there's not many men left 
he was, yeah, I mean, he, that's like, no, there are now. Like, they went, they went fast, you know? Yeah. And I think CT knows right now, like, if he has a shield at all, it's Peter. So I think it did behoove him to rat out the Queen Council to Peter. He's like, hey, you, just letting you know, you're on the block. He uses big brother terms. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like there hasn't been any justice for men this season. We've been voted out at a very high level, <laughs> you know, and there's no sympathy for us. I know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you have, to kind of, you have to kind of think that, you know. You kind of – I think you, you do want to – you're conscious of, you know, your genders out there. I don't know when you're playing, well, how, how much that should impact your decision-making. Mm-hmm. But you're conscious of it, you know. Yeah. Um, and we have Dan to blame, honestly. Dan was killing the men left and right. He caught Johnny Bananas out. He's still mad about that. He then <laughs> took out Marcus because Marcus was on to him. So he was just doing the I work. Mean, I, I, I get it. Understand. I may be on the season where a lot of women went home, in the, in like in a yep. row. But that's really wasn't necessarily your choice or your fault. But then you're kind of mm-hmm. left with these optics, and then you're just like, "Well, do we want to vote out all all the guys?" But I mean, in the day, I, you got to think about those things, you know. And it's I feel like the way you classify people is how you get people to kind of stick classification to you by saying those are the queens and like. That's putting a target and putting people, you know, together as a group, you know, Mm -hmm. which is classic, you know, reality TV, but also it's a good way to talk about, you know, people and and groups, like it's an easier way. Absolutely. Um, So Peter, he does what MJ was trying to do earlier, and he goes over to the Queen Council. All of a sudden, they're trying to disperse, which is, like, actually what happens more in Big Brother. Like, Peter just flat out is like, can you leave? That would never happen in the Big Brother house. They're just like, oh, I got something to do upstairs all of a sudden. <laughs> See, and, and that's the gamer thing where it's just like, yo, yo, we talking. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I feel like, you know, like, that's like, ooh, they're plotting. Like, everybody is plotting. Like, everybody mm-hmm. is scheming. So, like, for me, I just, like, but but I get it. If you're playing with a bunch of people that think like that, you mm-hmm. have to think like that. Even if, even if you just, like, yo, y'all are in an obvious alliance. You may not say you're in an alliance. Y'all working together. Something's wrong with yeah. that because y'all not working with me. Like, if you're not working with me, then I know you're in an alliance against me. That's how these games work. Like, if we're not having these real conversations, that means you're working against how much you're working against me is the question and how much, like, how neutral am I? But like, yeah, if you're, we're not plotting, then you're working against me. Yep. So he's like, oh, can we go talk? And he's mostly talking about Phaedra and Parvati. This is the picture that got leaked or like was in, I think, probably the trailer of them sitting in the armory. So this uh, they is were what had a everybody. Yeah, they everyone last week was like, oh, Peter definitely says yes, because look at them. This is Mm -hmm. so much more interesting than what we thought was going to happen, because the way he tries to navigate this conversation, you can tell Phaedra's nervous. I knew immediately because the minute she sat down, I have never seen her once this whole entire season playing with her hair. All of a sudden, she's like in the corner playing with her hair like what is going on and um yeah this is he's he asked harvity 
like, oh, what's the, what's the consensus? What's the name? Uh, he's like, and this is so smug of him, but it, it's also so fun to watch. He's like, well, Parvati, do you have anything convincing? All of a sudden, he's putting in the position of, you need to convince me, Parvati. So this is where I bite back. It's true. He got the he got the juice. Like yeah. all right, this is the thing of all right, so this is this is my not my beef with like reality TV since I was a little bit like, oh yeah, why are you talking like that? I got the numbers. Like what do you like I'm literally trying to like say, I have the numbers. What can you defend yourself? Now like what do you want me to say? Like, oh, so like either way, she knows he has the numbers, right? That's the reason why she feels that way. Because mm-hmm. he, like, so we know these things, but people are like, oh, yeah, he's being, like, no, Peter ain't being bad. Peter being realistic. Peter, like, yeah, I got five people. I got these numbers. Can you convince me that you're not a traitor? And you can either take that opportunity to do so, or you can act like Peter is being a bully. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I, you would rather want someone to have that conversation with you than it's to vote you out with having that conversation. Yeah. So I think every competition is an opportunity, but I do think sometimes people get hopped on for saying what's obvious in the game from a, it's like, I like I have the juice, I have the numbers, or I have these numbers. Like, what are you saying yeah. to convince me, or what are you bringing to the table to make me change my vote? Like, you know, because, I mean, cause, so am I being smug? Am I being, or am I being just honest? Am I being transparent? Am I being yeah. just direct? You know, and and so... You know, I, I think there's a balance of trying to figure out where to go. But sometimes mm-hmm. I think being direct is very good because, like, I would want to know, if, and maybe I'm wrong, if, where someone stands that we're playing. If someone is very direct yeah. with me, I know where yeah. they stand. You know, yeah. it may not be what I want to hear, but the person that's they don't. They tell me everything I want to hear, but do I? Mm-hmm. Are they an ally? Or are they my friend? Like, are they going to backstab me? The good Big Brother players honestly will BS you. And it's very frustrating to watch because it doesn't give the other side any chance if there's always a hope that they're actually on your side. But, yeah, uh, I will say I do think Peter's juice is running out because at this point, this conversation started because CT said your name is on the block. The leftovers right now outnumber Peter. So I know he knows. There's actually real danger. I think he says this is the first time, like, my name is actually out there before a roundtable. So it is interesting that he's still coming with this energy, which is like, you pulled her. I mean, heavy is the crown. I feel like sometimes you got to keep <laughs> – this is my personality, I guess, is why. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. But, but once you have the momentum in these games, it's tough to take your foot off the gas because once you do, you can't give up agency – in most games, like you can't go from power to not power. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. work like that from a people's viewers standpoint. People look at you like, oh, you you were powerful, then you gave me your power. Now we now we can take you down. Like yep. no one goes from like being the king of running the game to the bottom and stays. Like once you're the king, you get dethroned, you go home. So you yep. have to kind of you know. I feel like D. We're gonna talk about Survivor, but D kept her foot on the foot on the pedal. She's like, oh, we coming in. We <laughs> it just kept it going. You you can't lower your threat level <laughs> like you yeah. already a threat. People, yeah. like Peter, people aren't gonna wake up and say, well, Peter is not. Well, so you lean in a little bit, calibrate, but you know, I think it's interesting. I think Sandra took his power more so than he lost it. But you know, that's a different. Yes, story absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, another part of this is that Peter talked too much. Like he did so well when he had those one-on-ones with Dan and Parvati when he obviously made it clear that they, he was onto them. And he did so well that he let them talk and just sat and like had his smile on that Parvati hates. This time he's like, well, you know, convince me. But then he also says, maybe we can work together. And Parvati's like, what? And I was like, She's going to use that against you. You're talking too much. And this is when Phaedra was like, I got a dip. This is what, this was so funny. This is what Phaedra said. part no collusion <laughs> i mean i get it though i mean everybody is clocking where people are at you know like why would you want to be in a room with, with parvati by yourself i mean is i mean but you know end of the day i feel like but people like, want to work together put the olive branch out there i don't know is it an insincere that's like a gamer move right that's what people do with the big brother <laughs> like well, you was working together we're all in the alliance together like i mean like I think Phaedra was good to kind of get out there. And I think everybody has an inkling that Phaedra is a traitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people, I, I feel like they think poverty is a traitor. And I feel like it's interesting to see how the show has navigated that with the fact that Peter did not accept the offer. So I wonder yeah. if there's going to be a traitor or die coming up soon. Um, I, and I wonder, you know, I, I think it's just interesting moving forward. It's like from it a, is very interesting. I think Sandra would the thing that is unsaid is that, and I think Sandra actually posted this on Instagram. So they do know that Parvati and Phaedra are the traitors, but their whole thing is, but we're going to keep them to the end because the minute we take them out, we're going to have to start at zero. I mean, and that's where I was saying from a gameplay standpoint, Sandra knows exactly what, like, I feel like that's the thing where you, like, we, we had these games, right? And then you just kind of, certain things happen with these games, and then it becomes a meta game that kind of gets attached to kind of different situations. I don't think they apply all the time, but in a situation, like, where you have a solid idea about who the traders are based on the traders' actions, and you can finagle your way to the end, like, if you're faithful, that's when you have the advantage. The only advantage that the traders have is that they know each other. Once that mm-hmm. advantage is negated, it's like it's like knowing where the idol is. Like mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not scared of idols. I, I don't think idols do that much, especially if you know where they're at. Like I feel like people, oh, don't tell anybody you an idol. Like you can't use an idol effectively without someone knowing you have an idol. Like because no one's gonna tell you you're going home. So by knowing where the traders are, it's kind of like knowing where the idols are. So you're like, okay, I know what this trader is doing. So if you know where a trader is, and you think that person's a trader, they're targeting somebody. You rock with that person. You know, like you kind of if you know who both are. You kind of stay lower in their radar, and and you're trying to. I think that becomes the meta shift once you think you understand what the traders are. But yeah. the, the you're faithful or your enemy. Like you're not getting cool points or banishing all the traders as early. The faithful yeah. or your enemy too. So people were mad. I don't know how you feel, but we don't get a round table this time around. Allie oh, yeah. announces we got to go to the woods. 
they had to do it. I mean, this is this is clearly this is classic production. We gotta get to whatever episodes they gotta get to. Yeah. <laughs> like we got we gotta get to these episodes at the end. We gotta get whatever eleven, twelve episodes. I mean, I feel like I get it. I wish that um, we got some more uh, more more drama with regards to the, you know friendships uh cracking or alliance friendships cracking like i don't know they have like an exile trader sleep outside island or something like that like, mm-hmm. like that would have been a cool like a cool little sense with you three who have to live out here while the others go like something like that would have been yeah. uh would have been fun to but yeah no no round table I'm, i dig it though i'm 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 not so anti it it's just yeah. kind of more so um i like what they did i like maybe like the trust thing or whatever like that. And then you have like, you know, superpower. I think something should have been there, but uh, I'm not against against not having the, uh, well, yeah, I am. I think people, <laughs> punishment deserves that. So yeah, I was up in arms a little bit, but you know, you, you know it's, they, they got to show the proof. They got to show the mix. So. Yes, yes. So we're in the woods. Alan explains that they all have to light a torch. Feels familiar to Survivor players. And Sandra and Kevin, they got the shield, so they get to start, and they light the torch of the person that they want to keep safe, so they light Sheree. Sheree looks surprised, but I think Sheree, the one thing you can give her, she might not be on top of it, but, like, she seems to have good social standing, so great. Um, They light her torch. Sheree then lights Phaedra. Phaedra starts tearing up because they have a long friendship. Trishel keeps pleading for her life, yo. Why, why is Trishel so concerned? Um, I feel like uh, this is, <laughs> I feel like this could be two things. I feel like either Trishel, it could have been Trishel saying it just those amount of times, and it was beefed up for dramatic effect, or I feel like she was drawing to the highest level of drawativity. And for those who don't know, Philadelphia drawing means you were just on one, you're being extra. Yeah. I mean, but in those games, I, you do want to feel like you have a person. But um, even with, with, with yourself, you know, she, she isn't in the faithful of all faithfuls. He's not part of that, you know, faithful of faithfuls crew, you mm-hmm. know. But, but you know, so, you know, I mean, and she probably felt vulnerable because, there may be conversations that Phaedra and Parvati are the traitors. And if it gets back to that she's been trying to target, you know, Phaedra, you know, a direct hit, she may be worried about, you know. Um, I do think she has covered that she's the only girl in the group before. And she has Peter, Bergie, and John in front of her from a murdering standpoint. Um, but, you know... Uh, she's probably just worried. I mean, you want safety, man. Like, you don't, like, especially there's no, there's no voting. You, you you still just want that safety no matter what like so yeah. I, I mean I, I i i would i would err on the side of begging for something rather than not if i'm on the show so if i ever right. had the opportunity ever again i'm begging and i'm like you like yo james is drawing yep i'm drawing i want that shield so but i'm also like what social work what campaigning did you do before this it's it's last minute but yeah very interesting so then CT, Phaedra lights CT's torch. Uh, CT's like, ooh, it's feeling warm over here. She can light my torch. He's torn between Trishel and John. He picks John since he's definitely a faithful. He said game over friendship. And, you know, John then picked Peter. Peter was relieved because he was 
he saw, I think, his life flash before his eyes, too. So Deidre changes her mind, and she's like, I think Peter actually might be a faithful, because he was shook. He was stressing. He was sweating. Uh, that leaves Trishel, Harmony, Kate, Bergie, and MJ in danger to be murdered. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Oh, I thought I had a, another one. I didn't. So MJ's upset. She She's trying to guilt trip. I don't think it works, which it, also it, makes me her like misguided faithful of the week. I mean, I feel like, like you know, it's one of those things where, like you, like I feel like sometimes people like like to get sympathy or want to be hurt, and like there's certain times where it's just kind of for me, it's just like, especially when you get to the stage of the game, it's like yo, somebody had to get chosen, yo, like it is what it is, like mm-hmm. it's kind of one of, it's like, you know, like like me that 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 decision was independent of I would say friendship or mm-hmm. relationship. It's like you're just like, but then it depends on how people are playing, like. She may be playing a more friendship game where it's like, yo, like that's yeah. kind of I expected this. But at the same time, like if you like you can't really get mad, but people do. But the the question is, do you have the influence? A lot of times it's like you don't want people mad because they have the influence to vote you out, so you're not gonna say anything. So mm-hmm. I mean she she was upset, you know, everybody was upset that he getting chose, but it's a game, man. I think the best balance in these shows is when there's the right level of loyalty and the right level of backstab. When you earn that backstab, and you really are betraying loyalty, but there's no loyalty. That's why you don't have that betrayal where it's like, who moment? Because the loyalty wasn't there to start. So, yeah, that's the double that short. Speaking of that, Trishel also salty. She's like, oh, Trishel, Trishel killed my nerves because I I'm still salty about peppermint. But the way she also tries to paint, like, CT a certain way, she can't just say, I'm hurt. She's like, well, CT doesn't want to talk to me. Meanwhile, CT walks into the room because there's no evidence of that. This is probably the first chance he gets to talk to her. And she's just like, oh, I shouldn't go up to him. He hurt me. And he's like, hey, yeah, I, I want to talk to you. She just talks about how she's hurt. Um, okay. I mean... Uh, from a this is this may be on the wrong podcast say this on but I mean I've been there before <laughs> I mean I've been there before where where uh it's like I mean at, from the CT standpoint where it's kind of just like yo like I'm like I'm down to talk to you I don't know what you think. like I, I'm like yo what do you want from me like I I don't know what to tell you like like I didn't I didn't actually do anything to you like yeah I, I didn't. Like you didn't, we didn't have this conversation. It wasn't like a spoken rule, but I'm. But in certain situations, depending on a person's social standing, that person can be playing the bad guy. So if that's a whole different situation. If there was a different social situation in the house, and Tricell had people that like believed her, and CT was maybe less liked, that whole mm. thing could work. Like, oh my gosh, like I could see, uh, like say uh, Sheree did not pick uh, Phaedra. Oh my gosh, they've been together for two, 20 years, yeah. and they ain't picking. It's like. It, the narrative spin, spin, spin is important in these games, and uh, that yes. narrative spin is, is is very, very, very important. Absolutely, everyone's going to bed. It's been pointed out. Bergie is full on in bed with a teddy bear. <laughs> so, and our traders, Phaedra and um, Harvey, they're in the turret. They're talking about you know who should 
they murder. So this is who is on the block. MJ, Fergie, Kate, Trishel. I'm guessing it's going to be Trishel. So I feel like the actual, the move should be to take out probably Kate. And the reason why I say that is as a trader, you want to keep the faithful of the faithfuls beefing against the non-faithful of the non-faithfuls. So if you're a trader, you want to keep the faithful of the faithfuls together. I mean, like, like to keep the beef going. Now, the mm-hmm. put in by not killing Peter or anybody in the faithful of the faithfuls, right? Mm-hmm. It, that may take the heat off, heat off of poverty. Like, if I know this guy is coming at me full steam. Two straight murders, I don't murder him. I'm not the murderer. I wish I could murder you. Like, I can't clearly. <laughs> You're going to keep coming at me and not dying. You know, like, you know, so it's, it's how you kind of can spin it. I think Kate would be, I think that would kind of, you know, throw suspicion away from Phaedra and Parv and may throw suspicion onto the Faithful Five because they're not in the Faithful Five. And then there were, and Sandra put the seed out there that one of the traders could be with side the faithful five, and maybe the faithful of all faithfuls aren't as faithful as they think because people on our side keep going home. And God, one of those traders on the other side, and note the other two faithfuls are with the, the non-faithfuls. So they still keep their numbers as well. So I think that could be, be the play. I think taking out Peter's the obvious play, but I feel like, um, or Bergie will be the obvious play. I think the smarter play is to possibly take out Kate um, and leave the other side together and leaving everybody thinking, why are y'all all still together? Clearly mm-hmm. you're close to a traitor and that's why it's keeping you in the game. Yeah. And I think I that's the way to go. I feel you on that. I do think Kate's safe only because Parvati said, you know, I would actually like to bring Kate on later as a traitor. Like, and that's interesting. But- that would be nuclearly bad. Kate would sell them out so quick. Like, like legit, you know? Like, I see Kate at the round table. Second part of the name. Yeah, I thought it was part of all along. Uh, boop. <laughs> without any regard. Without any, <laughs> without any second thought. She would yeah. be like, part? Her name on the block? Bye-bye. She was straight like Alex, yo. Alex, hey, yeah. <laughs> Australian traders, yo. Marielle, she was evil. She was like, yo, we got to get these people out of here. I was like, yo, it's early. Just targeting traitors. That's how Kate would be. Kate yeah. would be if she had traitors start targeting them at the round table. Like, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like, Harvey says, I just have to keep surviving the next day. But I also, I think when she picked Peter for the recruit, she was just like, I want to burn this place down. So I don't even know how much Parvati like is thinking just game wise at this moment. I think she's just like, I want to burn it down. Yeah, I mean, and not to say anything, but it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's not like super crazy. I mean, yeah, with taxes though, I feel like there is a full element that makes it more fun to it as well. Where it's like, all right, yeah, I'm good. It's, I'm a, it's great, it's nice money, but it's changing anybody that's here a lot. Maybe not, so I can have a little more fun. Um, I yeah. do, I do like that aspect that she was thinking, like, yo, like, let's have Peter. But I also think that Peter was chose to be a traitor. He would, he could. I feel like after watching the other seasons, if I became a traitor, I would literally target the other traitor. <laughs> like, I would, I would, yeah. I would, I would immediately say, like, I'm faithful, faithful, and like, yeah, we're getting them out there. And I, like, so I think there's a danger to recruiting someone that is cutthroat, like Peter, who does have people. Where you can go back and say, I'm a faithful. 
You know what I'm saying? Like they tried to recruit me, but or they didn't, or you say nothing or whatever, and right. keep it moving. It's like I haven't changed. Yeah. Just because the faithful, you know, so what you want from me? So Yeah. It just Peter had to have acting abilities for that. I don't there's another universe where it happens and we're just I mean, not don't underestimate it. Peter like Dan did. I she won't was, see that see, see that's I what, won't that, but that, that's, that's the thing. Part. You you can't cut off your like you can't cut off your biases in these games or in yeah. general like you want to but that like but you can't like it's just one like in, like it's one of those hard things that you know it's funny I was at one of these events and I was like yeah I like messing with the uh, fans and communities like oh, so what you gonna do like 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 having a fake little mini tribal council with some people like yo like it's different like you gotta put one of these people out like you know you got it's for y'all I got buying three drinks who not getting a drink. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, like answer, answer correctly. Like, oh, this, oh, 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 like, oh, so now it's it's a little different when you when you when you out there. So I feel like it that, it's, it's fun. It's all fun, but yeah, I enjoy these things. So, all right, yeah, that's it for the episode. So at the end, for every recap, recap, we ask, do we have a beautiful black moment of the episode, and do we have a chaotic by one? So what's your what's your answer for the black beautiful moment? Um, I, I, I feel like I just like I don't know the history of the Sheree, uh Phaedra, uh, you know, Bravo stuff, but yeah. I can imagine what it could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just 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 seeing that, I feel like uh just having, you know, seeing this black friendship and you know, on television is dope. Um, like you rarely, you don't really get to see relationships like that grow or develop over time, like for the mainstream purpose, um, especially in reality TV. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know any like offhand. I, I can, there probably are outside of Fiji, but like what dynamic black friendships have happened in like the reality TV space during the course of a season, let alone yeah. prior history going into it. So I feel like it's something that is really just good to see, especially when you have a lot of other negative uh, images mm-hmm. about, you know, friendships and especially black womanhood and black, uh, you know, women and their ability to like have and sustain friendships, especially in the reality TV space. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think I'm going to pick Phaedra giving advice to Barbity. That's my beautiful black moment because she ended up saying some things that everyone was thinking watching Parvati so far, and she just gave it to her straight, no chaser. But see, exactly, like, like that's the thing. But if, if that was a game where she'd have been like, "So you're doing great," and everybody like, "No, like, come on, yo, I'm trying, trying to help you out." Yeah. So, as we know, Parvati is basically our, our queer person of the season. So this usually becomes, like, a Parvati moment. I think maybe, honestly, I think maybe Parvati during Phaedra's advice, yo, when she was just like, what do you mean I'm an ice princess? And she has the look on her face of, like, <laughs> It's not right there. It's not right there. But she can't help herself. She's just like, what's going on here? What's going on? 
It's like you're so chaotic and you can't change, and that kind of is lovely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, people are stuck in their ways. I guess off of going off that, uh, from a part standpoint, I feel like her trying to form an alliance with John. And there, I feel like that was just like it was just like the way like I feel like she became invested. I don't know. Like I feel like it's probably the first time having a real conversation too. Like yeah. I feel like like I don't remember those, those two like piling around. Like I just don't see it happening. So I feel like that like that like I look forward to the John Parv uh, friendship moving forward. Like imagine like them just kicking it. That would be very chaotic. I think he's the party starter on the love. Like I feel yeah. like the, from a chaotic standpoint, those two together would be the odd couple. However, I feel like I would want to have chaotic and party with those two. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, that is it for the episode. Thank you so much, James, for joining me. Where can people follow you if they want to hear more of your traders' opinions? Let's see. Um, let's see. You can follow me on uh, Twitter, um, J to the Jones. Instagram, uh, J to the Jones. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm around. Uh, I have a TikTok. I don't really use it, but it's there, J to the Jones, once again. So if you, James Jones, J, the number two, Jones, I would, you know, two is my fraternity number that I pledge to my frat. So that's what J to the Jones is. There we go. Which frat? I'm Alpha. Nice, nice. Um, for me, I think the best way to just support this channel is to follow Black by Reality on all socials. I am going to continue our Traders Recaps. I have a guest for the rest of the month, which I'm so excited about. I'm talking to Izzy of Big Brother 25 one week, and I am talking to Chappelle who has his new kickback podcast. I will also be on there. And so my guy, my guy Chappelle, shout out, shout out to Chappelle, shout out Black by Reality, shout out Chappelle, uh, winner of Traders Rap, but you know, I'll be quiet about that. Yeah. <laughs> also, Owen Knight, Owen Knight is going to be our guest at the end of February. And I'm so my, excited my about mortal that. Survivor. My mortal survivor enemy. (laughs) (laughs) We're also covering Couple to Thruple, which is also on Peacock. If you're not watching it, do it. It is drama. (laughs) I feel like the dating shows, like, I watched Dating and Afraid, Dating Naked and Afraid, Mm -hmm. the Naked naked Edition. It looked like the Fiji Beach. Like, I swore they filmed the Fiji. I look like these look like survivor beaches. They They used the... Um, locations like the house that they use in Couple to Thruple, we figured out was the same house from Perfect Match. Oh, I mean, it will, it will make sense to start building houses with the thought of production in mind, yeah. like for 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 stuff. It would be an interesting concept, yeah. you know. But you know, we just that's a, sorry tangent. But follow Black by Reality. But I just Yay. hijacked the end of the the podcast. No, no, this is we're talking about the other reality shows because this is what we talk about over here. Another thing that we're doing is we're doing recaps of Love Is Blind season six starts this upcoming Wednesday. I'm gonna be stressed out, but I'm excited to talk about it with Quita. And then the last thing, Survivor. Survivor's coming back later this month. I'm trying to get more survivor guests for that but i'm also so excited about this cast from what i see already and so yeah please subscribe if you like this video please like it and comment and 
Have a good one, guys. Cool, babe. Peace.